John 3.16 reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Also Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. I'm very excited to be able to stand here, very pleased to stand here before you this morning and share with you a lesson entitled, The Great Divide. What's he talking about, this great divide? You'll see. One pioneer preacher... His name is T.B. Lattimore, met a deaf man in September of 1879, more than 100 years ago. It happened that that deaf man met this preacher, met him on the way, and, and he had his Bible with him. And he had it marked and was ready to open it. And when he saw the preacher, he said, hey, look at this. Look at what this says. What, what does this, this mean? It says, what doth hinder you from being baptized? And the preacher said, do you, do you understand? Do you, are you able to talk? And, and Brother Lattimore didn't know sign language, so they just pointed back and forth to the Bible and were sharing with each other. And and so the preacher understood what he was asking. What hinders me from being baptized? And he showed him the next verse. Brother Ladmore showed him this verse and said, If you believe with all of your heart, you may. And the deaf man said, Okay, I'll show you the next verse. <laughs> and he pointed to this part of the, the verse. It says, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And Lattimore baptized him. That's a, an interesting story about how they were able to, to read and communicate. But the point is of the story is that the deaf can be converted to Christ. Many people look and they think, oh, they're deaf, poor things. They just, let's just leave, leave them alone. Let's don't worry about it. But no, we need to focus on the deaf. We need to help them. We need to help them learn about Jesus Christ. I'm going to give you a short history lesson this morning even. Uh, starting with this man. Ernest Smith. He was a, a, a deaf man. He was really maybe hard of hearing and, and uh, traveled around and, and uh, don't know for sure if he was actually deaf or, or hard of hearing or whatever, but he learned to, to I learned about this in the, in the deaf workshop in Texas. I, I went out and learned about this guy who was known as Deaf Smith. Many people don't even realize that Thomas Edison, he's a very famous inventor. He himself was deaf. 
people ask him, how, how, do you, how do you know he was deaf? Or how, how did he become deaf? Or how do you feel about being deaf? And he said, well, it's really peaceful. <laughs> it allows me to concentrate on my, my work. Many know that Alexander Graham Bell himself was not deaf, but his mother, his mother was deaf and his wife were, were deaf. And many people don't realize that. There's a lot of people that, that uh, we know, maybe we've heard the name before, that uh, were deaf. Helen Keller, for example, is deaf. And blind, and we know Beethoven. He's famous for for writing great music. He couldn't couldn't hear it himself, but he's famous for writing those symphonies and and was able to just imagine the music. Wow, it's incredible. Maybe you know and would recognize a couple of these: Juliet Jordan. She was a, a woman who started the Girl Scouts. Do you know that? She's deaf. And then Heather Whitestone. Maybe some people know her. She was the first winner, deaf winner, of the Miss America contest. And then Lou Rigno was a bodybuilder, <laughs> really strong. And maybe he's most famous for playing the Incredible Hulk on TV. And Curtis Pride. He's not as well known, but, but he too was, was death, and he played professional baseball. I King Jordan, I met him in, my, in, personal, in person. He was the very first deaf president of Gallaudet University. And on the other side is Marley Madeline. And she was the first deaf woman to win an Oscar for her performances in the movie. It was President Jordan, Gallaudet University, who said, Deaf people can do anything except hear. There are many deaf people, many deaf people and do great things, many, many deaf people that do great things, and people look and say, they can't do that, but they do. For example, I know one deaf man who was One deaf man who was able to, to, to be very smart. He was able to, to get a degree in engineering and able to help with the uh, rocket program. He maybe was not the, the first person that, that said that, but maybe we can, uh, first person that was really credited with, with saying that. 
probably was was another person who had died earlier who had said that that deaf person can can do anything. It's still true. You see me in that picture? <laughs> you see me with my friend. My friend Charles. Oda Retta uh, from Africa. He's from Africa and he's the deaf preacher there. We went over together, and, and they've come here to America, deaf and hearing together. Interesting. There was a, a deaf missionary and a, a hearing one that came over together, and they uh, came, and they were flying in, and they were arrived in Chicago, and were going to fly from there to Knoxville, Tennessee, and, and to meet the missionaries there. And, and so they were there in the airport. The hearing man heard the announcement Hey, it's uh, the next flight is going to leave at, at such and such a time. So the hearing man told uh, told Charles said, "Hey, hey, you got to be back here. You got to be on time." And so it's it's very strict about the time when they announce that it's going to fly. It'll get full, and the people they'll let people on, and it'll depart. And he said, "Well, I just I just want to see things. I've never been to a." A, an American airport, a U.S. airport, and want to go around and look. So he went and looked, and man, he was just looking around, you know, all over the place. And the hearing man was waiting there by the gate, just kept waiting. And and the, sure enough, the time came, they started boarding the plane, and the deaf guy never came. And so he started getting worried. He's looking, and people were like lining up, going in, you know, how, how it goes. When everybody's getting on the airplane, the gate was about to shut. And he said, oh, there he is, finally. And he's just walking slow. Da, da, da. There's nothing. He said, come on, come on, come on. What are you doing? And the deaf guy said, what's wrong? What's wrong? He said, they just left us. The, the door just shut. The time, why weren't you? He said, that's not even time. Why did they leave us? And he said, well, you need to understand that our time has changed. <laughs> He didn't realize that there were different time zones. He was still in the wrong time zone, and he thought they had left him too early. He thought all the whole world was on the same time zone. And he said, no, the whole world's not on the same time zone. You know, it's night on the other side of the world. And the deaf guy was amazed, so he had to learn new things. So, but I really love him. He's a great person and wonderful to, to have as a friend. One thing in Kenya, it's sad, there's... His brother and sister had died and left his children to, to raise. Has nine children in his home to raise. But he's a wonderful, wonderful man, and he's seeing these people grow up in his house the way they should. If you went to, to the fair, could you just go and look around and tell which people are in the crowd there that are deaf? Could you pick them out? If nobody was talking, everybody was just walking around, you didn't have an opportunity to hear the, the voice, could you tell which one was deaf? No, that's why it's referred to often as an invisible, an invisible handicap. Because somebody come up and they'll start talking. I'll say, no, I'm, I'm deaf. I, I can't hear and not able to talk plain. And oftentimes they'll say, excuse me. Yeah, through the world, there are a lot of deaf folks. 
and there's some, some separation. It's like being in a foreign country because there's separation and isolation. Many years ago, when I lived here in Montgomery, I was playing with some friends, and I saw two other boys, and they were just talking and enjoying each other. And it looked like something was very serious, like the conversation was, was deep, a real serious kind of conversation. And I thought, man, I wish I could understand them. I wish I could understand. And I was thinking about how I wish that there could be a merger, that it could, could change the way they, they talk, maybe that we all could read it or something. And, and now here I am, an old man, and there's, there is now some machine. I don't have a machine with me today, although uh, uh, my smartphone's kind of that way, where we communicate and are able to do that and, and read it all. Thanks to Apple, <laughs> we're able to just look. Hey, here's, here's my iPhone. I'm able to look. There's the text messages, and I'm able to communicate. Man, I wish I had had that when I was a kid. Man. Many hearing people really take their hearing for granted. Oh, they don't think anything about it, and all of a sudden maybe it's gone one day, and I can't hear. I remember when my wife was helping a, a deaf man. This deaf man had lost his hearing when he was, was older, and so it was very, very difficult for him, very hard for him, because he was very uncomfortable, and, and here's this... This man who had lost their hearing, maybe if a person loses their hearing at an early age or something, maybe you accept it and you, you grow from it, but when it's late, it's hard. So we see lots of people who maybe don't realize that, that are, are having trouble hearing and listening. I remember sometimes, you know, people wear hearing aids and those kind of things. I, I remember one time I was at some people's house, my parents' house. My mom said, oh, oh, be quiet, be quiet. I'm trying to hear, I'm trying to... I'm trying to, I thought, oh, okay, I'll be quiet. <laughs> I'll let you listen. There was no TV then. She was trying to tune a radio. Many deaf people can be really smart, really intelligent, and beautiful people. You look at these people and you think, I didn't know they were even deaf. Even in, in families, I've talked to a lot of families where there's a great divide. Within a family group even, they love each other, but there's still some divide. Why? Well, because maybe the parents, and uh, they, they're able to, to hear and talk. Maybe they're sitting at the table talking and eating, and here's a deaf person that's part of this family group, and they can't even hear it. What are you talking about? What's going on? And that divide just continues to grow. It's a real problem. That divide, that, that division between families and, and others, that's why deaf children need special education. For example, Alabama School for the Deaf in Talladega, they have uh, deaf programs there for, for children from all over the state. They'll come and, and learn sign language, and, and I know a lot of folks, and maybe some of you even graduated from, from there, from the Institute, also... There's like Massachusetts, there, there's uh, other children, different uh, children in, in different schools, maybe 
in other towns. They come in from all over the place to learn. And why do we need to have a special service for the deaf? Here's the deaf. Why do we need this special service? Well, so that they can communicate in their language, so that they can sign and chat with each other. That fellowship is needed. After church service is finished, as a matter of fact, what you'll see is the deaf folks will just stay around forever and ever and just keep on talking and talking and talking. It's certainly true. The deaf love being together and just having an opportunity to to visit and fellowship and even eat together. And this certainly applies in the church. And as we learned earlier, this morning even as we were, were studying, that the deaf can and need to begin or need to become Christians. The question is, do the do the deaf really measure up to hearing people? What do you think, hearing people? Do the deaf measure up? The answer is yes, because deaf people are hearing people too. We're people too. They've just lost their hearing. They're not able to hear. But other than that, deaf people are normal. And just like other people, the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That applies to deaf people too. And since the deaf people are equal to hearing people, they sin. They have sinned as well. And we know that the wages of sin is death. Now, what's that mean? When you drive your car, maybe you're driving fast, what happens? The policeman catches you, catches you driving fast, what's going to happen? What's the policeman going to do? He's going to give you a present, a ticket. <laughs> and you go, ooh, this is terrible. Maybe it's $100 or, or more. Maybe the fine is high. That was the wage of driving too fast. Oh, man. It's the same way with our sins. There's a wage that we get. That wage is death. Death? What's that mean? Death means well, that death means separation from God. So deaf people are, are equal to hearing people in that they'll be punished by God. They'll be separated from God by sin. What are evil things that hearing and death do also, well, you name it, people murder and steal and commit adultery, that they lie, they, anything you imagine. If you can think of it, deaf have been guilty of it too. But we heard this reading already, didn't we? In the English version for the deaf, this is maybe a, a very famous, the King James versions, the words here are good in the King James too. 
It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Maybe you've even seen that in American football games, right? They hold that verse up, that John 3, verse 16. We, so God made a plan for deaf people the same as hearing people. He wants deaf people to learn the gospel. Deaf people can believe and obey Jesus the same as hearing people. God makes us free from the power of darkness. It means evil through Jesus Christ. You see this illustrated here. This idea of, of being out of, out of darkness or out of sin, we can, can be lost in sin. We'll be separated from God forever if we're in the world. But we hear the gospel and we believe in Jesus Christ as God's son, son of God. He came to earth and died for people, all people, to forgive them for their sins. We believe and then we're baptized into Christ and we're added to the church. Christ's church is made up of those people that are, that are saved. It's simple to understand. Okay, remember this verse. Remember it, we talked about it a while ago. I couldn't match these exactly, but they're not here exactly on the screen matched up at my home. It was perfect, but, but look, I think you get the picture here, don't you? For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. What a beautiful idea. Here's this bad thing, this wage, this awful punishment for death from sin. This separation from God happens, but this great gift, this eternal life gift from God is there for us. We can't, we can't pay it ourselves. We can't pay for it ourselves. It's given to us freely. It's a free gift from God. Wow. But some people ask, well, what about repentance and baptism? That means that you, that you uh, accept that those things? No. It's not just confessing all the things that you've done, but repentance really means that we, we've changed our, our hearts. And, and here's this person. Okay, let's assume for a second. Here's this person that we meet, and we, we might want to help them. Can we just give them? Things? No, we could, but that's not what God did with us. God said, here, you can just have it. It's not, you don't have to pay it back. It's not something that you're going to give back. It's a free gift. It's just like helping a benevolence case freely and, and no expectations of getting it back. God says it's the same way with us. God says, look, you repent, you're baptized. 
you're accepting this free gift of God, this grace from God. God gives us this great grace for life eternal. We can be free. When we believe and obey Jesus, whether we're deaf or hearing, we're saved. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto me except by or through me, through the Father, except by me. Jesus says, I'm the way. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the only way. There's no way to go around him. You can't do that. The Muslims and other people try to go around maybe some other way. But you can't. There's no other, there's no other one. Jews would, would say, well, maybe we'd go around still waiting on the Messiah. Maybe No, can't. Jesus is the only way. Jesus says, I'm the only way to the Father. If you're deaf, you can't say, I'm saved already. I think God will just forgive me. No, God loves you. But he wants you to be with him in heaven forever. So here's the facts. Both the hearing and the death must have faith to be right. Do you have this kind of faith? I hope so. If you're hearing, if you're hearing, you need to hear the gospel. You need to hear the gospel, which means the good news of Jesus' death for our sins. Jesus' burial and Jesus' resurrection. Jesus opened the door to heaven for all of you. And you need to repent of your sins. Repentance of your sins really means changing your mind. For example... If you were going to Birmingham, you were going to drive to Birmingham and you were going to use I-65. But imagine for a second, suppose you got on I-65 South. <laughs> and you said, oh, wait, I'm going the wrong way. I needed to be going north to Birmingham. You would change your direction and you'd go the right direction and be relieved. <laughs> That's what repentance really is. That's a good example of repentance. And so we repent, and then we're baptized into Christ. We believe in Jesus. Repent of our sins. We become baptized. And let Jesus wash away your sins. In His blood. We are baptized in His blood. To be raised to, to walk in a new life. And it's the same way for the deaf. Deaf people... You can't say, oh, it doesn't apply to me. The gospel applies to everyone. I hope it doesn't matter whether you're hearing or deaf or whatever it is, white or black or what, whatever, it doesn't matter. If you're a person, God loves you and he wants you 
to be with Him eternally. The question is, do you trust in Jesus Christ? Think about it today. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, I will ask you what you will. You shall ask what you will and it will be given to you. Do you believe that? You follow in God's word? You need to accept it. Don't wait. Accept Christ now. So the answer is up to you. If you're here today and you believe and understand that He is our only hope for eternity, I encourage you to come, whether you're hearing or deaf, in response to God. Jesus said, All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe, to keep all things, whatever I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even into the end of the world. Amen. Jesus is the answer for the world. Do you believe this? You need to come. Do it now as we stand and as we sing.